Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. GodandOurDogs.com Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs, where we discover a new perspective by relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, your host. We will talk with people just like you about the lessons they learned from their dogs about God. You can find us at GodInOurDogs.com, hashtag GodInOurDogs on Instagram, and at GodInOurDogs on Facebook. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our vision on God and our dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust. Those experiences transform the tie. On God and Our Dogs, we share stories giving us insight to time, training, trust, and transformation with our dogs. Stories give us aha moments, helping us see ourselves the way God sees us. Those aha moments bring us one step closer to God as we learn to rely on Him the way our dogs rely on us. This is Meg Greer, and you are listening to God and Our Dogs. We are blessed to have as our guest today, Kevin Thompson. Kevin is Bernie Market President with Frost Bank. Kevin is also known as the author of The Sticky Years, a book of insightful and hilarious short stories about his five kids. Kevin's dogs would introduce him as handsome, generous, very funny, and with a great memory. That's interesting. People would say Kevin's dogs are correct. Welcome, Kevin Thompson. We are so happy to have you join us today. Thank you very much, Meg. It's great to be here. Well, um, Kevin, you've personally had dogs really your whole life, it looks like to me, but kind of the cornerstone dog in your life, in your family life, that is, is Hank. Tell us a little bit about Hank. Sure. Hank, the family cow dog, if you will, <laughs> uh, at this point is nine years old. He weighs in at 82 pounds. He's light brown and he is a mutt. Excuse me. That's politically incorrect these days. He is a mix. Okay. Mainly chocolate lab, maybe a little bloodhound. He does have some excess skin in places, so I wonder if there's a little Sharpay in him. Yeah, picture a lab, if you will, at least from a distance. In fact, we were at the river one day, and we were going down the trail, and a lady down below looks up at Hank coming down the trail and says, Oh, look, another lab. Because She had a chocolate lab with her there as well. Mm -hmm. Then we got all the way down to where she was, and she says, Oh, wait, that's not a lab. You know, we were only slightly offended. Hank was too, but um, you know, he's p picture a lab. He's a sensitive dog. If he was offended by that, he is. A I mean, sensitive. I love labs. I've owned labs, but he sounds like a pretty cool dog. He is fantastic. We have loved having him. Yeah. 
And so I have a feeling that he has some pretty interesting stories, just like your kids do. Correct. So tell us a little bit about some of the antics that he's gotten into. You know, I asked those kids how they would describe Hank, and I heard words like sleepy, anxious. One kid said, ah, he's perfect. I would describe him as a homebody, uh, slightly introverted, but highly relational. Uh, You know, most dogs stand at the door waiting for it to open so they, they can bust out and run into the distance. Hank waits at the door for the door to open so he can run in to be with us. Which is pretty cool. It is. Um, but he's just kind of kind of peculiar. Uh, in fact, I haven't told you this yet, Mag, but we had the opportunity to meet the author of Hank the Cow Dog book series. Oh, yes. I was good, weeks- wondering. Yeah. I thought about you when he was here not too long ago. Exactly. A couple of weeks ago. So he was generous and took a picture with Hank and several of our kids. Cool. But instead of facing the camera, he was facing us in the group and never looked at the camera. And, and John Erickson, the author, just said, ah, that's typical Hank. So he's, yeah, he's a little, little different um, at times, but uh, we, we love him. As a pup, he was a big chewer, like probably a lot of dogs and labs are, uh, and he would chew everything, but he only liked things of value. <laughs> of course. If we offered him a rubber tire strap, eh, not interested. He wanted a new toy or a pair of ladies' dress shoes or, you know, furniture from you know, our great-grandparents, whatever. But of yeah, course. he was a big-time chewer. Um, in fact, he chewed through a seat belt one time. Wow. Yeah. So we had gone out to, to dinner, Sarah and I had, left Hank and the kids with a sitter. We get back and cannot find Hank anywhere. And so we didn't know what to do. We just went to bed. We said, we'll tackle this in the morning. Well, as we were preparing to call the pound and the, you know, the, the police and whoever we had to call to try to track this dog down, our kindergartner runs out to the, to the suburban comes back in with Hank and it, you know yells, I found my backpack, I also found Hank. <laughs> but he had proceeded to chew through you know, a, a seatbelt in the middle of the night. So yeah, big time chewer, you never know, you know what, what he was gonna do. He's relaxed some of that as he's uh, hit middle yeah. and upper age. So little did you know you actually took Hank on your date night with your wife. <laughs> yeah, true, he very well could have been <laughs> in the back the whole time no doubt. oh my goodness yeah yeah he loves to be with us so much he, he he actually he will notice that we are packing the the van now uh mm-hmm. to get ready for a trip and he will climb in and sit in that van until we absolutely force him out so we can go on our way he really lo- does mm-hmm. love to be with us mm-hmm. well you said he was a little bit sensitive so i have a feeling uh that what you told me a little bit about before the show is probably true that he did not like fireworks too much. Oh, man. Fireworks, storms, loud noises, gunshots. I mean, they they all will spook him pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, one year, he was fairly young. We made the mistake of leaving him in the backyard on New Year's Eve as we went to some friends' houses for for a New Year's Eve celebration. The fireworks must have just done him in, and we get back. He's nowhere to be found. He evidently has scaled our, our fence in the in the backyard. Amazing. And, yeah. Somehow made his way down to the corner store about a half a mile away. And we heard from the clerk there. She had fed him some dog food on the floor that night. And he was just taking his little his little uh, nuzzle and, and moving these pieces of dog food into straight lines back and forth, doing very peculiar things, you know, 
with with this food because he's evidently so so spooked and just kind of literally out of his mind ends up uh going to the pound for that night and um yeah it wasn't until the next day that we were able to retrieve him through a neighbor of ours who's uh, real active with the animal control well that's a relief that you were able to find him i bet your kids were beside themselves Oh, it, yeah. Another scary night, like the night that he, he spent in the Suburban. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone was fearful for Hank's life, but the rescue dog was rescued yet again. Yet again. And that wasn't his only encounter with the law, was it? It has not been his only encounter with animal control, <laughs> I regret oh, to say. Uh, yeah, for, for a dog that is not prone to wander, he takes a stroll down the street every once in a while, and it turns out that evidently an animal control officer uh, found him probably on a tip from one of our neighbors um, that we've um, done something to over time. And uh, yeah, I get a call from animal control. Uh, Mr. Thompson, uh, yes. Could you have recently failed to keep your dog under proper restraint and permit him to be at large away from your premises? You know, something like that. I just started laughing, and I was just like, yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> he goes, do you know if Hank has a license? And I said, a license? That sounds un-Texan, definitely you know, un-American to be taxing someone's dogs. You mean you have to have a license? Yep, sure enough, in the city of Bernie, you need a, a dog license to have a pet. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Does it? Re- I know you have a political background. Does it remind you of anything you heard from one of our famous presidents? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, President Reagan once said, uh, a government's view of the economy can be summed up in a few short phrases. He said, if it moves, the government will tax it. If it keeps moving, the government will regulate it. And then if it stops moving, the government will subsidize it. So I guess Hank was moving, so he, he needed to be taxed. And probably there was no subsidizing involved in that, because <laughs> he, he was still moving. Yeah, That's right. yeah. Since he's still he's nine years old and recently had his picture taken with the author of Hank the Cow Dog, we know that he's not been uh, regulated yet. That's true. <laughs> oh gosh, that is crazy. Well, I'm sure there's more to that story, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But first of all, I want to tell you and our listeners about how they can win a treat. So I've been here with um, Kevin Thompson, who's author of The Sticky Years, a book about his family that's quite hilarious. And for our listeners, whether you're listening on the radio, which I hope you are, um, or on a podcast later, you're all eligible to win because we have some great sponsors. Each month we have a $100 Amazon gift card treat. And all you have to do is go to our website, uh, which is godandourdogs.com, and you can enter there to win the treat. And that treat is sponsored by Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. So go to godandourdogs.com and enter to win the Amazon gift card treat and winner will be announced on the website the last day of every month. So I hope you'll go and take a chance. We've already had some winners who were quite surprised that they won and felt lucky about it. So today may be your lucky day. Go enter. 
This is Androesian, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. <laughs> well, we're back with Kevin Thompson, author of The Sticky Years, um, a book about his family. And really, it's a compilation of stories that he wrote for our local newspaper several years ago. And they're quite entertaining and give you a real window into a big family. So before our break, Kevin was telling us a little bit about his Hank the cow dog. He has had some interesting run-ins with the law, and the most recent one, I think, is that right? It's the most recent one. True. He, he was caught uh, out wandering around without a license. So what happens when your dog doesn't have a license, Kevin? I didn't think anything would happen. So I proceeded to engage in a little civil disobedience, even though the animal control officer had said, you need to come in and get Hank a $4 pet license. I just sort of blew it off and let it go. Well, sure enough, the city did not let it go because three weeks later, I receive in the mail what looked like a carbon copy of a speeding ticket. And it had language on there like violator, Thompson, color, tan, year slash model hank make (laughs) lab slash x i guess the x stood for mix violation 6605 unlicensed dog and so and it was a a, a, an official court summons wow yeah who would have guessed that would happen exactly i thought i was uh being uh, you know practically joked but Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. so did you run right out and get him licensed I, I decided to modify my civil disobedience, yes, and to proceed to, to license Hank. So I went down to animal control thinking I could just get a license, then go down to my court hearing and waive my license and have everything removed and revoked and, you know, everything waived. So while I was in animal control, somehow I stupidly asked if cats needed a license as well. Sure enough, cats need a license, you know, and I was asked, do I have a cat? Could not tell a lie. So, yes, I ended up having to get Pumpkin, our cat, a license as well. Another four bones Yeah. to the, uh, to the city coffers. So I walk out of there and head down to uh, municipal court. Haven't had yet more run-in with, with the, the law. Oh, no. So licensing your animals was not enough? Not enough. That's, that's. I'm almost afraid to yeah. find out what that whole process well, is like. Exactly. So I catch the city attorney outside the the uh, court chambers, and I sort of talk talk through the situation. And sure enough, Hank's file had wandered too far, and she offered to give Hank deferment, which meant that if he stayed on my property for 90 days, they would waive the the uh, the unlicensed dog violation. But That's generous. Could, yeah, but she couldn't do anything about the court costs. So, you know, here it is, you know, my record. She's talking about my record and keeping it off my record. I'm like, what about Hank's record? This is not about me. This is about this silly dog walking around town. Oh, no, it's it rolls up to me, I guess. So you would have a record if he didn't keep, quote unquote, his nose clean. For 90 days, you would have a record. That's right. That's right. So That's scary. I decided to uh, take my chances. I took the deferment, which reduced the cost some, but uh, I still had over $100 of court costs to pay because I had let Hank's violation wander too far. Okay, so how much did that end up costing you? 
all together. Yeah, today. no, I mean, well, I just started thinking back to all the vet bills and the original fee to rescue him from the shelter because they do make you pay for that, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I, I definitely have spent more on this dog than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but my kids would say he's well worth it. Big, good investment. That's right. Yeah. So where do we see God in this story? You know, we all have little infractions, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And uh, sometimes our wanderings start out pretty small mm-hmm. and innocent, uh, at least in, in, in our eyes or from a particular perspective. But um, yeah, our, our wanderings can definitely have consequences. And uh, $4 can turn into $100 plus uh, pretty quickly and pretty easily if we're not if we're not careful and not recognizing what God's trying to, to teach us mm-hmm. uh, along the way. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes me think a little bit about the Lord's Prayer. It depends on where you go to church. You either say, you know, forgive us our trespasses and those who trespass against us, or forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I wonder how that relates with what we view as small infractions. Are they all the same size? I wonder in God's eyes. I think they are. Um, I definitely think the, the, the ones that we forgive for others um, appear bigger than the ones we commit against others. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, keeping a, a proper perspective on, on that is, is helpful in our relationships. Um, but yeah, I think that any time that we pursue life uh, apart from God, um, it, it would be... Uh, yeah, an infraction, but 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 more than that, probably something that just breaks the heart of God. That we're uh, using created things to to find our our life and our joy and our satisfaction, or attempting to, as opposed to to seeking our our um, our rest and our our joy and our life in Him. Yeah, the the uh, green pastures to lie down in and mm-hmm. the, the the living water to uh, satisfy us. Right, that refreshment, and you know we also. Th- hear about sins of omission and sins of commission. In this case, you had a sin of commission in the city's eyes, but in your eyes, it was a sin of omission. I mean, there are all these little things that can happen. You you have no idea. I wonder how we can be more, and I'm not saying this from the legal standpoint, from the city of Burning and, and knowing all of the little things that you could unlicense your dog or whatever and uh, run into a little problem there. But I mean, just in our everyday dealing with people, how can we be more aware of infractions that we might have against other people that really we're oblivious to? Yeah, it, it, it seems like the, the sins of commission are easier to track. The sins of omission are um, less easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it does seem that both can have a, uh, have an impact, a significant impact on others. And you know, to, to, to walk with the Lord closely, uh, I think, is, is pretty necessary in order to recognize the sins of omission, the things that we're not doing that we really should be doing. It all boils down to love and how that gets expressed in our lives, I think, too. It seems to me sometimes I think back on situations that didn't seem like they were that big a deal and like I cringe and think, oh my gosh, that didn't really come out the way. Somebody could have really misinterpreted how I said that. I didn't mean that. And sometimes it's hard to unring the bell once it's been rung. Yep. 
maybe we become more sensitive to that over time. Is that possible? I think so. Definitely the more that we're impacted by the the actions or inactions of others, the more that that we can be aware of what we do and what we don't do Mm -hmm. affects others. You know, one time in a former life, I worked in retail, and this kind of just came to me. uh, I was a manager, and I was working in the back room on something. Somebody ran in to come get me and said that this young cashier, I think she was 16, it was probably her first job, some gentleman, I use that term loosely, uh, was checking out, and he was upset about something. And he was just taking it out on this young cashier. And the story that was told to me was that later on was that he had been, like, yelling at his wife the entire way throughout the store. And this was not a small store. And he he was just not a very pleasant person. And the person, you know, this poor young woman at the very end really took the brunt of it. And I sometimes we're on, when we're on the receiving end of things that aren't very nice, we have to remember that sometimes it's not personal also. I mean, there's two sides of that. I mean, obviously, he was oblivious to how he was acting because that was just the way he was. That doesn't necessarily excuse it, but that doesn't mean there's not a negative impact. So how do you... You know, from the other side of the sin of omission and commission, you know, sometimes we have to, unfortunately, have a thicker skin than we'd like to. Very true. Well, we're here with Kevin Thompson, author of The Sticky Years, and we've been talking about his Hank the Cow Dog and some of the antics that he's gotten into. If you were to sum up what you would like for listeners to think about in relationship with your relationship with Hank, what would that be? Yeah, I think that um, Hank is a, uh, you know, he, he is an anxious dog. You know, we don't know all that happened to him before we, we adopted him. Um, and he can be pretty fearful, but you recognize that the things that scare him really are not going to do him much harm. But they are things that, that end up driving him to do some strange things and, and to arrive at some lonely destinations. And I just think that reminds us of, of our walk with God, that you know, fear can drive us uh, in, in certain ways. And it's probably why over and over again throughout Scripture, God's telling his people, you know, do not be afraid, just as I was with, you know, you name it, Moses or Abraham or whomever else, so will I be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus says, I will be with you to the very end of the age. I mean, this message of I will never leave you or forsake you, it seems like Hank's core fear is that he's going to be abandoned and that he's going to be left alone. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a fear that, that we all have and, and deal with. But um, you know, the message of the scripture seemed to be that, no, we'll, we'll never be alone. Mm-hmm. God will always be with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Those rescue dogs have been rescued, but there's still something imprinted that's very difficult to overcome. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin, um, tell us a little bit about the Sticky Years and how in the world you came up with that title. Yeah, the irony of the Sticky Years is they don't stick around for long. Ah. And, uh, they, you know, they go quick, particularly the, the years that you spend raising young children. But those years are full of sticky things. Your house is going to be covered with, you know, watermelon juice or lemonade or Kool-Aid or you know, Laffy Taffy or you know, Sour Patch Kids. Who knows what? But everything's going to be sticky. Uh, but those years just fly by, and um, uh, yeah, I just tried my best to capture 
the funny things that the kids did and said over time, sort of an art, art link letter, you know, kids say the darndest things type, type of format. And um, it turned out to be a, a pretty enjoyable read, I think, uh, for whoever uh, likes kids or just likes the funny things they say and do. Um, I think they would enjoy the book. Well, that's great. How can someone get a copy of the book? Sure. Uh, TheStickyYears.com uh, will take you right to a, a webpage where you can buy it. Um, and then I also have a, a webpage for myself at KevinWThompson.com. So uh-huh. TheStickyYears.com or KevinWThompson.com. Great. And I also understand you've got a book signing coming up. That's true. Yep. Uh, November 13th, Saturday, today. Uh, we will have uh, a book signing at the Bernie Bookshop, which is at 153 Main Street in Bernie, and it's just behind Richter Tavern. Oh, okay. Right on Main Street. And what's the time on that? 2 to 4 p.m. 2 to 4. Well, great. I hope people can come out and meet you in person and have you sign their book. Thank you It would much. be a great Christmas gift, even for your parents. It's not for kids, too. I mean, my mom would have loved this book. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, Kevin Thompson, thank you so much for being with us today, author of The Sticky Years, and we'll look forward to reading more about your family. Very good. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Well, before we close the show today, I have a thought to ponder. Sometimes $4 multiplies into hundreds before our very eyes. We all make mistakes. Unintended consequences often follow those tiny infractions. So today's thought to ponder, does stubbornness masquerading as procrastination allow small infractions to blossom into big problems? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com and let me know your thoughts. Well, this is Meg Greer and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. If you have a neat story about God and your dog, send an email to stories at godandourdogs.com. Follow us on Instagram at hashtag godandourdogs or on Facebook. Please join me next week for God and Our Dogs for some new perspective relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs, God and our dogs.com.